All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What a tantalizing Thursday afternoon. How are you? And welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Coming to you live as always, Orders Nation, YouTube, and Facebook, where it is game day. And the orders are in St. Louis to take on the Blues. The uh, the one team in the NHL that has managed to limit Connor McDavid to less than uh, one point per game in his career. The only ones. That have uh, found a way to do it. Uh, He has uh, 18 points in 21 career games against the St. Louis Blues. Is tonight the night McDavid uh, lights up? Three-point night? Uh, Won't be surprised if uh, if it happens. Also, wouldn't be surprised if we got zero points because for whatever reason the Blues know how to uh, how to limit his points. It's kind of an oddity for sure, but. uh, uh, we'll get to all that and more. It is the Gregor Show, as always, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. Uh, and if you're looking for a little fun, a little enjoyment, a little spice, check it out. Stay within your limits. Use the promo code SPORTS50 for your first time, and you'll get a free $50 wager at PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, we were excited to have uh, Terry Ryan <clears throat> Back joining us today, but uh, Mother Nature had other plans. So uh, TR is still stuck in Orlando. Not because the weather is bad there, but the weather back home, they've had like 50 centimeters of snow. They can't, they can't land. They got nowhere to go. 50 centimeters. God, like, hey, I wish we could get a little bit of that because we're having none. But man, 50 centimeters of snow. Are you kidding me? It's like four feet. That is... Uh... <laughs> No, no, it's not four feet. What am I saying? 
Um, that's a little bit excessive. Two and a half uh, centimeters and an inch, right? So uh, I'll mention 30. Yeah, so no, that's almost a foot and almost two feet. So it'd be like a foot and two thirds is what it would be. So uh, there we go. Coming up on the show today, got a great lineup for you. Uh, TR will join us over the phone <clears throat> once he uh, sorts out. Uh, they're trying to fly him somewhere else, so he's trying to deal with that. But uh, Andy Strickland will join us. We'll get the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, side of things. Jordan Binnington is going to start his third consecutive game tonight for the Blues coming off a loss in Toronto where the Blues managed a whopping 15 shots on goal. The Blues, over the la- like they don't get a lot of shots. Haven't all year. For the last 17 games, or our last seven games here, even though they've won a few, they're still only averaging 23 shots a game. But they are uh, they're scoring quite a bit. They got like a 14 uh, shooting percentage for the team. That's really high. Like if, if your team's at 10%, you're, uh, you're pretty happy about it. So uh, they have been very fortuitous in their shots. The uh, owners, of course... Uh, they needed a little bit of a breakout. They got a lot of guys to get off the uh, five-on-five scoring schneid. Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, Evan Bouchard, Cody Ceci, of course, in any uh, in any fashion, hadn't scored in a while. Uh, you got some other guys now, Dry Settle and uh, and Kane and Hyman have been scoring, and they continue to score. So uh, that's good. Dylan Holloway had his third goal in his, in his last ten games that he's played. So and uh, Dylan Holloway tonight will start on a line with Dry Settle and Kane, Fogel, McLeod, and Perry back together. Uh, Yanmark comes in, Sam Gagne comes out. And don't, don't, hey, I don't know the answer. Because I know many people are going to text in, why is Brown playing ahead of Sam Gagne? Uh, I'm guessing the coach um, feels that despite not scoring, that uh, Brown's giving him something else. That's the only rationale. Right? Uh, I know Sam Gagne... Uh, Sam Gagne wasn't going to score at the pace he was scoring, right? He wasn't going to be the second highest goals uh, per 60 or points per 60 on the team. It just wasn't going to happen, right? It wasn't, it's, it's too difficult to maintain that in limited minutes. But I can see why people would want Sam Gagne in the lineup because of that. At least it feels like he's done something when he's in there. So you got Yanmark, Brown, and Derek Ryan. whole lot of nothing going on offensively between those three right now. Now, maybe it changes tonight. Who knows? But I, I will say this. Uh, I believe what we see tonight for the Oilers' fourth line, I think you're going to have at least two different members on that fourth line after the trade deadline, which is uh, three weeks tomorrow. So 22 days. The countdown is on to the trade deadline. And uh, we're going to go to Washington because there's a few guys in Washington I think would fit very well on the Edmonton Oilers. Nick Dowd. And I wouldn't stop there. I would look at getting his uh, running mate, his line mate, Beck Malenstein. Six foot three, 200 pound winger. Look, those two, all they do is start in the defensive zone. And not because they're getting uh, crushed in, because they just get a lot of defensive zone starts. They rarely start in the offensive zone, but they still are outscoring the opposition five on five. That to me is the most key thing for them. Um, they play tough minutes. For a fourth line, they both kill penalties. Dowd is a 51.5% in the face-off circle in his career. 
So there's a, there's reason to think they could help the Edmonton owners. And uh, if you're looking for another fourth line option, I think there's a few centers out there because I think the Edmonton owners have to up- upgrade their uh, fourth line center position. And uh, Nick Dowd is obviously one. I think Carrick in Anaheim is another one. And uh, look at Oscar Sunquist tonight for the St. Louis Blues. He makes the league minimum at seven hundred seventy-five thousand. He's a right shot. He's six foot three. He's two hundred and twenty pounds. He's huge. Now the only and he shoots right. The only negative is he's not good in the faceoff circle. But he kills penalties. He's just not a great faceoff guy. Right. So that's that's the one negative because I think they would like a right shot guy that they could rely on for faceoffs. But there's a lot to like. He's won a Stanley Cup, and he chipped in. He had four goals, nine points when they won the Cup. He wasn't just a Klingon. He was a contributor. And he's got six goals and 19 points playing fourth-line minutes in St. Louis. Are you kidding me? Yanmark, Gagne, Brown combined don't have six goals. Now, Gagne has scored. Let's just say that. But it's more Yanmark and Brown. So... Uh, Thomas Hall will uh, talk a little, uh, uh, little MLB today on the show. We got uh, uh, Ken Reed joining us from uh, Sportsnet. Uh, Mark Spector uh, will be by. Take a lot of your text, 833-401-1440 in our uh, E-Well inbox. Uh, E-Well gives you more than premium quality electrical products. Are you ready to evaluate your projects? Because uh, they can help you discuss how they can partner with you for your success. E-W-E-L. C-A. We got a lot of questions coming in already. I love it. 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, uh, St. Louis usually matches Nick Letty. He did that well in the first game last year and then got torched by him later in the year. Uh, well, it's it's not just Nick Letty, man, because um, this has gone on for eight years. Um, McDavid. Now he has had a few two point games, which is nice. Like 18 points in 21 games for most players are doing cartwheels. They wish they could produce like that, but it's just odd that the only team in the NHL, the McDavid doesn't have at least a point a game average is the St. Louis blues. Now one four point night tonight could change it the way uh, McDavid's rolling. You can never count on a four point night. It would seem unlikely against the St. Louis blues, but never Say never. That's all uh, I'll say about that. Um, the uh, NHL, Connor Bedard, if, you, if you're fans of the young star, he returns to the lineup tonight for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks uh, earlier than maybe expected. Uh, Seattle is in Boston. Uh, the Kings in New Jersey. Uh, Colorado is in uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, how about this? There's five former Stanley Cup matchups between organizations going on tonight, Connor Halley. You have, of course, uh, Pittsburgh and Chicago. You have Tampa and Colorado. You have L.A. and New Jersey. Anaheim and Ottawa. And you got to go way back to 79, the Rangers and the Habs. So to, to have five of them in one night, it's kind of rare. Uh, the NHL, that's it. Nah, I didn't look that up. They, I got that stat from uh, the NHL. They send out a little uh, email every day that usually has a few little unique tidbits. And uh, that one caught my attention today. So. Something to watch for, but uh, the orders, you know what? Uh, the other thing we we haven't discussed again, just because you know there's McDavid six points and you know lots of other things going on. But the Edmonton owners go into St. Louis today. They are five points back of Vegas with four games in hand. You win tonight, now you pull within three, and three back, three games to go. 
It's going to be a great race for uh, second place in the Pacific Division. Uh, orders are still 15 back of Vancouver. Now, they do have five games in hand. So, you know, that, that gap is probably a little bit misleading, but it's, it's a lot of games to make up. Hey, Gregor, how concerned are you about the order's final schedule? Seems like there's way too many games that are going to be gas for the playoffs from Nick. Hey, Nick, guess what? I know the answer to your question because I looked it up earlier today and uh, in one of my articles at Orders Nation. So uh, the Edmonton Orders, they, of course, uh, tonight is game uh, 50 of the season. Right. So I went back and looked the last few years. You know, where was the order's record at the 50 game mark? If they win tonight, they will have four more wins than they had last year and four more wins than they had the year before. They had 28 wins both of those seasons. Right. Uh, one year they had an extra loss. One year they had uh, an extra uh, overtime loss. So basically the same record, but uh, a little bit different uh, because one year it was uh, 28. Um, they had four, 28, 18, and four, I think it was, uh, for uh, 60 points. That's right. And then the other year, I think it was like 28, 17, three or some, 17 and five. Yeah, 17 and five. Uh, the orders, they win tonight. They would then improve to 32, 17 and one. Pretty good. And after that, if you look at their final 32 games last year and their final 32 games in 2022, they had 32 games in 66 days. This year, the orders starting Saturday will have 32 games in 60, sorry, in 62 days. Last year was 66. So it it's the same number of games just in uh, four fewer days. Is how it amounts to it. So it's a little bit more condensed, not crazy more condensed, but just a little bit. You now four extra, uh, four fewer days over a span of uh, what nine weeks is basically what it amounts to. So I I don't think the orders like well a few things. Number one, your captain, who's your best player, loves playing when he plays more regularly. He loves it. So. You know, that's a good sign. I think the fact that they have all the back-to-backs in April, they can't overplay Skinner down the stretch because you're not going to play him back-to-back. Like, that's just too obviously stupid. They're not going to do it. Like, I actually looked at their schedule and uh, I tweeted it out. Well, I kind of went through a mock look at uh, the remaining games and when I think the orders will play their backup goaltender and Calvin Pickard, right? I think there's uh, I think there's a realistic... Outlook to look at. I, I had him playing uh, on Tuesday. I had him playing tonight. Actually, I'm playing again in Dallas. Then I have Pickard playing against Arizona. And then I have Pickard obviously playing one of the two back to backs next weekend. Then, uh, you know, Skinner will play the, the two the next week on the 26th and the 28th, kind of a light week. Then they go into Seattle on Saturday the 2nd. I would play Pickard there. And then the Sunday night, I play Skinner. So then Skinner gets, uh, you know, a few extra days off in between games. Then Skinner plays Boston. Then I would actually play, that's where I would play Pickard. So Skinner's going to play two, but then I'm playing Pickard against uh, Columbus. Then Skinner against uh, uh, Buffalo, because it's back-to-back. Right? Then you go with Pickard again, and you got a few Skinner. So you can see the whole thing. It's up on my uh, Twitter page. I wrote an article about the other day as well. So uh, we'll see. But a few other uh, texts. Hey, Gregor, I read your uh, article about Connor McDavid. You didn't really 
given answers to why you think he's so much better at home this year. I'm curious what are your thoughts are, Doug. Well, honestly, Doug, I don't have the answer. So if anybody missed it, and uh, I wrote it today at OrdersNation.com, Connor McDavid has, and it's probably been overlooked how consistent he's been, whether it's home or away. And, and, I, and I compared him to the other top 10 scorers, uh, you know, over the last eight years. Because I, I think that's, you know, it's a fair comparison. Hey, how do all the top guys do? And outside of Artemi Panarin, all of the top players produce more at home than they do on the road. And I don't think that surprises anyone, right? McDavid, uh, in his first eight years, had 1.55 points per game at home and 1.44 on the road. So not a huge gap. Kucherov, 1.4 at home, 1.14 on the road, so different. Dry subtle, 1.31 at home, 1.13 on the road. Crosby, pretty big gap, 1.30 points at home, 1.01 on the road. So the only guys who had, because McDavid is 0.11 difference, uh, Matthews was 0.10, and uh, as mentioned, Panarin, uh, he actually was uh, was slightly, um, um, I think he was 110 at home and 114 on the road. So, uh not much difference, right? He was the closest one. So when you look at um, at that, it's like, okay. And then the last two years, McDavid scored the exact same amount of points on the road as at home, combined between the two years. Each one year, he had one more point uh, on the road. The next year, he had one more point at home. Like, that's ultra consistent. Good for him. This season, however, it's been kind of crazy. Because he has 51 points at home and 26 on the road. And I, I dug into it a little bit deeper. I said, okay, what about, um, you know, since the coaching change? Has that changed anything? Because he's played 18 at home, 18 on the road. Well, guess what? 45 points in 18 home games with Knobloch, 22 points in 18 road games. A pretty big gap. And the thing is, the orders. They win a lot on the road still. They're 12 and 6. They got the fifth best road record in the NHL since Knobloch took over. So even though McDavid's, and, and 1.22 points a game isn't bad. I want to clarify that. That's not bad. It's just there's a pretty significant difference. And I looked, the one thing when you, because if you go through all the stats of the team, because uh, the orders, by the way, are 16 and 2 at home since Knobloch took over. Very dominant team at home. And they're really good on the road, 12 and 6. The one thing that's majorly different is their power play. It's 40% at home and only 15.4% on the road. But then when I looked at the points, McDavid has 13 power play points at home. He has uh, seven on the road. So still his even strength points, 32 on the road, 15 at home. It's still a big gap. Something. So I can't really give you the answer, man. I don't know. It's, it's an oddity. I even looked at strength of schedule to say how many, like are they playing more top 10 teams, road to home? Not really. He's played seven bottom 10 teams at home, six bottom 10 teams on the road. He's played eight middle teams at home, seven on the road. And uh, five on the road, top 10, three at home, top 10. And against those top 10 teams on the road, he still had 1.2 points per game. So I don't think there's a, like, to me, it's an oddity. There's nothing to explain why he's been that much better because he's never done it in his career. But it leads me to believe the orders who have 16 uh they have 16 road games left don't be surprised if mcdavid has a few big nights on the road just because if we base it on history he's due 
He's due Connor Halley. I don't know if it comes tonight, though, because that is a, for whatever reason, historically, it's hard, uh, for the orders and, and McDavid to, uh, to produce tons of points against the uh, St. Louis Blues. But it is, it is an oddity this year, something we've never seen from Connor McDavid to have that significant of a, of a gap between home and road production. He's been incredibly consistent every other, because I broke it down year by year. And there, there was, there was rarely a massive difference in home and away points. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it would be, Gregor. The, the big difference there. I mean, the way he was feeling it on Tuesday night, you hope there's that carryover. And if so, uh, if you're his line mate or someone on the ice with him, just go to the net, keep your stick on the ice, and it should be tap-ins because he was uh, just dropping dimes out there on Tuesday evening. That would be my advice to those guys. I don't know what the difference is for the road, Gregor. Maybe just loves that Edmonton ice the, down at Rogers Place, but... Uh, I, I feel like, you know, he, he's motivated. He's ready to go here. We saw how good he can be and how he turned it up a notch on Tuesday. I, I think it's going to continue tonight. Yeah. So I just, I'll, just for the people, I told you there's 36 games under Knobloch, 18 on the road, 18 at home. It has nothing to do with early in the year because in the 18 split, it's still 45 22. That's all under Knobloch where he's been playing great. All right. It's just, it's an oddity. That's all it is. It's an oddity, and my 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 gut instinct though is that you're going to see him go in some games. Hey, Gregor, the last the coach gets the last change. Yeah, I know. Coaches had the last change in eight previous years. It didn't didn't change it much, right? The last two seasons, I'll give you the point totals. The last two years, Connor McDavid in 2022 when he had 123 points, 61 at home, 62 on the road. Opposing team had last change last year. When he scored 153 points, 76 points at home, 77 points on the road. It ain't much different, right? So I wouldn't, uh, it's, there's really no rhyme or reason for it. But it is something that I think is going to change is what I'm trying to point out. So don't be surprised if you see McDavid have a few uh, big nights on your uh, television when you're watching the road games. When we come back, uh, the St. Louis Blues, why the success against uh, Connor McDavid? We'll find out. And uh, are the Blues still in sell mode? And if so, who's available? We'll find out next. From Andy Strickland on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, man. It's many years later. I still love this tune. God, if you're in St. Louis, how could this not bring back good memories for you? Woo. Now, maybe you got tired of it. Although, probably not. Like, if you had a song like that and it was associated with your favorite team and it had to do with them winning a championship, you probably wouldn't get tired of it. I wouldn't think so. But it is a, it's a knee slapper, a toe tapper, as I like to say. So, pretty good. Uh, we're going to set to go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's. And uh, right now at McDonald's, not only can you get the McRib, but uh, stop in while you're there and uh, you can get a coupon. It costs you $5. All the money will go to uh, support Ronald McDonald House. And in return, you get $20 in, uh, in gift cards to uh, get cheeseburgers or fries, cones, coffee, for those of you who uh, love the McD's coffee, because I know many of you love it. Many of you claim it's the best coffee out there. I will take your word for it. It's one thing I've never tried. But uh, many people, the, the, I know a lot of the Java drinkers swear by it. So if you want to help support a fantastic facility, then get some good food, get a good value. Go to uh, McDonald's right now. So we're, we're trying to track down uh, Andy Strickland, uh, the uh, Blues uh, rinkside reporter, to uh, give us a little bit of the uh, the lowdown, the inside scoop on the uh, Blues. If not, we might just switch him and uh, Alan May 
and uh, might have to do a, a quick line change, as, uh, as we say. So uh, we'll see. But uh, the uh, Blues, uh, of course, they've been playing better. Drew Bannister, former Edmonton owner defenseman. Remember, he was the defenseman on the orders when they uh, upset the 1997 Dallas Stars with a very unheralded blue line. And uh, Bannister played right. He played very well that year for for the orders. It was, uh, you know, it was kind of a ragtag uh, group of blue liners, but uh, they they knocked off the heavily favored Dallas Stars uh, with with kind of a little bit of a no name defense. And then Bannister, always a smart guy, has come into uh, to St. Louis. And you know, I I was looking at numbers and seeing kind of what's changed. Obviously, Jordan Cairo scoring way more, which is nice. But uh, Pareko and Nick Letty uh, are playing way more now. I wonder if that has to do a little bit with the uh, the Falk injury or not. But uh, those two have definitely uh, have seen their minutes elevated under uh, the new coaching regime. And so far, so good. So it's worked out, excluding the uh, Toronto game. was kind of a no-show, according to uh, Bannister. He says, hey, no. season it's going to happen sometimes. Now we'll just see if they can uh, bounce back as uh, Andy Strickland uh, joins us now. Andy, welcome back to the show, man. How you doing? Jason, great to be with you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um, tell me, like, I looked at the numbers, you know, Kairou, and everybody remembers Kairou's comment is probably blown out of proportion a little bit, but, um, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's performed very well. The Blues are winning. Have you, like, was there systemic changes? Is it more just a different voice that he's connected with guys? What's been the difference since Bannister came in? I think there's been a little bit of change, but, but not a ton. Um, to be honest with you, I think the new voice, something we've seen that from, you know, it's almost like history repeating itself, Jason. Like, we've seen this over and over again now here in St. Louis. I mean, you go back to when uh, Andy Murray took over. The team had a crazy run. They ended up making the playoffs, I think, in their second year. First year, they almost made the playoffs. Davis Payne got a contract extension. No one even knew who he was. And he got um, – when Andy Murray got fired, I think Davis Payne got – he was coaching the American League team at the time. So they brought him up, similar to how they uh, brought up Drew Bannister – and, you know, Ken Hitchcock won the Jack Adams after taking over in season. Craig Berube won the Stanley Cup taking over in season. So this isn't that unusual here in St. Louis. We've seen this before. Uh, you know, Craig Berube obviously had a lot of success here. But I, I think sometimes um, a new voice can be good. And you just use Jordan Cairo as an example. This guy had five goals at the time of the coaching change. Uh, you know, he led the team last year in goal scoring with 37. He's now one off the pace right now. Robert Thomas and Jake Neighbors lead the team in goals with 18. Kyrie's got 17, so there's a good chance that he's going to end up leading the team once again in goals. And, uh, you know, I talked to Kyrie a lot, man. He's got a lot more confidence. Um, you know, Bannister had the luxury of knowing a lot of these guys, too. I think 12 players on the roster are players that he's coached before in the past, okay. whether it's the uh, American League or – you know, even in the Ontario Hockey League where, you know, he was coaching Jordan Bennington. So he goes way back with those guys. San Antonio, Springfield, he coached a number of teams at the uh, Traverse City Prospect Tournament when these guys were coming in as, uh, as young pros. So um, the familiarity was there more so between the, the player and the coach versus the coach and the player. You know, they, they all knew each other. But I think when the player knows the coach, it's almost even more beneficial than the coach knowing the player. Yeah. You know, so... Um, Listen, it's been a success so far, but the goaltending's been good, and special teams have been way better, specifically on the power play. Well, yeah, I was looking at their power play. It's been uh, 26.8% under Bannister, sixth best in the National Hockey League. What tweaks have they made on the man advantage? Uh, Jake Neighbors on net front. You know, I mean, you mentioned Pareko. He's getting some time on the second unit. But, you know, they they took Braden Shen off of that first unit. And, uh... 
they put Jake Neighbors on the number one unit with, you know, Kairou and Thomas and Buchnevich. Uh Perunovic was a guy, Scotty Perunovic, a former Hobie Baker winner. He's out with an injury right now. He got hurt just before the All-Star break, and he's not quite ready to return, although he skated today. He looked pretty good, but again, he's going to need some time. He's got that ankle injury. Um, but, you know, he, he, he's given this power play some pop uh, when he was healthy. Yeah. Just in terms of his playmaking ability, his puck skills, uh, for whatever reason, you know, Krug's kind of been having a little bit of a down year, although, you know, he's putting up some some assists. He had a five-assist game here a couple of games ago. Um, but I think Jake Neighbors, you know, he's, I think, leading the team in uh, in power play goals yeah. since um, Drew Bannister took over. I think he's tied with somebody, maybe uh, Buchnevich, but he, he's up there. You know, Thomas obviously has been way more productive on the power play, but you know, Neighbors is a guy who can score goals in a variety of different ways, but I put him in front of the net on the power play. I think the majority of his goals, almost all of them, have been scored within like 10 feet of the net. But he scored fast break goals. He scored one-time goals. He scored goals on breakaways, on two-on-ones, you know, deflections, tips. Uh, he's a guy that's not only willing to go there, Jason, but he's willing to stay there, you know, which you don't always see in today's game, although maybe it's a little easier to do so because you're not – you know, taking as many as much punishment maybe as you were in the past, but you know, neighbors has been a real positive and a big spark plug for uh, for this power play. Andy Strickland uh, joins us. Uh, orders in St. Louis tonight to uh, take on the Blues, and and you know, Doug Armstrong on an interview with uh, Frank Saravalli uh, a month ago or so had said, you know what, uh, we're we're still open for business. We don't think we're there yet. We we'd like to make some moves and you know, ship some guys off. Now, since then, they've improved and they got themselves in a playoff spot, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that means you're a cup contender just because you're in a wild card spot this season in, in the West because there are lots of good teams in the top six. Do you see the Blues still like in a in a selling mode for certain? And you know, who are the guys that you expect potentially maybe to be moved here in the next three weeks? You know, it's going to be interesting. Um, I mean, you have your obvious candidates, guys like Casper Kapan and guys like Marco Scandella. You know, players who are in. Uh, the final year of their contract. You know, if somebody wants to take Jacob Verana, obviously they would certainly entertain those phone calls, but he's down in the American Hockey League right now. Um, you know, but like I like uh, Nick Letty, for example, you mentioned him. Um, you know, if you're going to make the playoffs, he's a guy, obviously, he's playing a lot right now. His ice time is up since Bannister took over. He's got a ton of experience. He's approaching 1,000 games. He's played a ton of playoff games, too. Uh, I would think you'd want him on your roster. You know, he's on your number one pair. You'll see him on the ice a lot tonight against Connor McDavid. And, um, you know, he's got a lot of responsibility for this team. You know, Brandon Saad is a guy that I would think would maybe get some attention from teams with his track record of winning. You know, he's won a couple of Stanley Cups. Uh, he, he basically is the same player, game in and game out. He gives you your 20 goals every single year. Um, and this game's where, you know, he really stands out. And this game's where he, maybe he goes to sleep a little bit. Um you know, I know Pavel Buchnevich's name has been out there. It, it doesn't make a ton of you know sense for me right yeah. now. Um, to me, that's a player who I mean, there's a couple ways to really break this down. First off, he's one of your like true drivers here on the team. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the one of the few guys in the league that can drive a line on the wing versus uh, as a you know, traditional center who you would normally you know uh, describe as a as a driver. You know, mm-hmm. but. You know, he's super respected inside the organization, too. And, you know, he's respected by his teammates. He's respected by the fan base. 
So he really likes it here. I, I know he'd like to stay. Now, listen, whether or not they're going to be able to pay him and if they want to give a guy at his age, what is he, 27, 28, 29, whatever, somewhere in that range um, term that's going to take him well into his 30s, you know, that, that remains to be seen. And, you know, you look at the salary structure here in St. Louis, you know, Robert Thomas, you know, he's your highest paid player along with Jordan Cairo. And, you know, Buchnevich has pretty much outperformed. He's outscored Cairo since he's been here. You know, he's been pretty much a point-per-game guy, although his production's down a little bit this season. He hasn't been as good this season either as what we've seen from him in the past. Still a really good player, and, you know, he you know finds ways to contribute and impact the game even when he's not scoring, but they need him to get back to producing some offense. But to me, that's a trade that can certainly happen in the uh, in the offseason. If you're looking to trade Pavel Buchnevich, I mean, you open it up to all teams. Teams have an idea of where they're at from a cap standpoint. Everybody can kind of calm down on where they're at from the season. I mean, typically teams that trade for Pavel Buchnevich are, are teams that are in buying mode, that are looking to add, you know, in, in preparation for a long run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we all know that those number of teams versus opening it up to the entire league is a little bit different. Now, he's got a, a limited no-trade clause in there as well. I, I know he'd like to stay, man. He really likes it here. He's not looking to jump ship. Um so whether or not there's a contract to be agreed to remains to be seen. But I can tell you this, Doug Armstrong has not gone to his camp at this time to give any indication that he's looking to move him. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, Buchnevich is name when I saw it out there, Mike. Yeah, I could see why teams would be interested because it's a steal of a deal at, at 5.8 for one more year left. Uh, on the salary, like Kasperi Kapanen, I'm, I'm not sure how much, you know, how much uh, value he has uh, whatsoever. Now, Sam, Sammy Blay, though, maybe is you know he doesn't score a lot, but you know he yeah. brings you at least he has a very distinct style. You know what you're going to get. Energy guy can bang and crash, uh, all those sorts of things. But I do want to talk about one young guy who's uh, maybe a little bit of a late developer. He's huge body. I'm watching the Blues lately, and Alexi uh, Torepchenko, man, he has scored some sweet goals as of late. I noticed he got uh, promoted up to the third line here tonight for St. Louis, and he's a huge body, and he just seems to be somebody that's starting to kind of figure it out a little bit. Yeah, he is. And I'll give you another name, too, is Oscar Sundquist. You know, a guy who's won yes. before. He's on a one-year yeah. deal. Yeah. I mean, listen, teams would certainly have some interest in him. He can win some faceoffs and kill penalties, uh, you know, can kind of play that grind game. But again, it's going to be interesting to see where the Blues are at between now and the trade deadline and, and, you know, what Doug Armstrong wants to do. I don't think the recent run has completely, you know, changed his course of action. I think he's a realist and, uh, you know, stays pretty even keel and pretty level-headed, understands what, you know, what he has. And, and um, but, you know, you talk about Sammy Blay and Sunquist and some of those guys. I mean, even a captain, and we're not talking about getting first-round picks in return, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you can get a first-round pick, and a high-end prospect for Pavel Buchnevich now, you know, I think it's something worth considering. But I think those type of trades uh, typically happen, you know, in the offseason, in the summer. And if the Blues are going to make the playoffs, that is one player you want on your roster without question. Plus, you know, the fans like him an awful lot. So, um so I apologize. Repeat your question there, Jason. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just asking about a guy like Torpchenko. Yeah, I like Torpchenko a lot. Hey, go watch his highlight film on YouTube from when he played uh, in the Ontario Hockey League. I mean, you saw his goal the other day. Oh, God, that was uh, a sweet goal, man. Montreal. Like, yes. You know, he's, he scored goals like that all the time. And listen, 
I remember talking to him about this a year ago, and I, I was saying, hey, listen, I went back and saw the way that you scored in junior. When are we going to see that in the NHL? And he kind of looked at me and he said, listen, it's coming. I got to play to what my role is. You know, he, he he's one of those guys playing to stay in the lineup, right? I mean, he's just trying to, you know, carve out an NHL career. But Craig Berube always saw something in him and really liked him an awful lot um, and felt like he brought – some real ability to the table. Now, he's got size. He gets on top of people very, very quickly. Uh, he's quick. He's got great speed. He can be a physical player, you know, a modern-day physical player. Um, you know, he doesn't have high-end puck skills, but we saw that the other day that, you know, listen, he can certainly make a play and, you know, create offensive chances for himself. And, you know, recently the puck's been going in. I think his career high is 10. So now he's approaching his career high in terms of, you know, what they expect from him from a goal-scoring standpoint. And, you know, he should, you know, get past his career high for numbers, you know. But too often when he's been given a chance in the past, you know, to slide up the lineup, this is not the first time that he's been given that opportunity. He hasn't necessarily taken advantage of it. Like, his game doesn't change a whole lot versus if he's on the fourth line or if he's playing on the third line or even higher up the lineup, doesn't get a whole lot of power play time at all. Um so, listen, when he gets an opportunity like he's got to get tonight, he's got to take advantage of it. But there's no doubt he's got something there, man. He's got a lot of size, got some length, and he can really skate, and he's not afraid to get in there and put his nose in there and, and strip pucks and get in on the forecheck and create turnovers and create havoc deep in the offensive end. They really, really like him here in the St. Louis Blues organization, and they have you know for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, why shouldn't they? Big body like that. Just be patient with them and uh, could turn yeah. out. Andy, uh, enjoy the game tonight. We'll see. Uh, one last one. Uh, any idea why the Blues uh, have that much success against McDavid? They're the only team in the league that thus far has allowed uh, less than one point per game. He's got 18 points in 21 career games against the Blues. Isn't that crazy? Listen, and, you know, I'm always reminding myself that, you know, McDavid's first career NHL game was here in St. Louis, yes. too. And yeah. I'll never forget because, uh, you know, that was Colton Pareko's first game. That was Joel Edmondson's first game. It was Robbie Fabry's first game as well. And, you know, I, I you know, working TV here with the Blues, I, I talked to each of those three Blues players' families during the course of the game, and I was talking to the late Bob Edmondson, who passed away a couple of years ago, unbelievable guy. And uh, and and Joel got in a fight like right before we did the interview, and he was all pumped up and excited. And you know, Fabry knew Connor McDavid growing up, and Fabry ended up scoring the game-winning goal in the game. But all the hype coming into the game was, and deservedly so, was about Connor McDavid, and his numbers are absolutely crazy. Man, I don't know how they've been able to uh, keep him as locked up as possible, and more so than any other team in the league. Um, but they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have their hands full once again here tonight. It's interesting. Looking at his uh, home road split yep. this season, even under the new coach, I mean, for whatever reason, uh, it's not completely unusual, but even the numbers, you know, they're a little slanted. You know, obviously he's he's productive man no matter where he plays, but his numbers on the road have not been as McDavid-like as maybe what you would expect at least under the new head coach, and maybe the Blues have that going for them tonight. But, hey, listen, once you say they've been able to lock him up, he'll put up five or six points here tonight. So who knows how that's going to go. But, hey, whatever they're doing, man, they just got to find a way to keep it going, although I wouldn't put my money on it. Awesome, Andy. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Okay, anytime, man. Take there care. That's uh, Andy Strickland uh, joining us from uh, St. Louis. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get some trade talk. Three players from one team who could be fits for the orders. We'll tell you who they are, and we'll talk to a guy who watches them every day. Next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. 
continue on. How are you? Game day on Sports 1440. It's the Gregor Show. We always appreciate you uh, listening, watching on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. Love having you. Maybe you're listening uh, online, on the app, wherever. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the game tonight. Orders in St. Louis, but also, more importantly, three weeks away from the NHL trade deadline. And today we're going to stop in on a team that I think has three players who could help the Edmonton Orders in different roles. Now, I don't think they're going to get all three, of course, but... Uh, Definitely a duo package in one, but uh, there's another guy I think could be maybe one of the better low-value ads out there as we get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by the Junior Prospects Hockey League, an academy-style approach for U14, U15, and U18 players where they have a focus on skill development and education. Learn more at juniorprospectshockeyleague.com. Uh, we are joined by a uh, former NHLer, ace analyst for the Washington Capitals, Alan May, joins us. And uh, Alan, uh, today we're going to talk a, a little uh, trade talk with you. Um, Anthony Mantha, it's taken him a while, but he's kind of found out, he's figured it out. He, he's the guy I think they, they wanted when they acquired him, uh, you know, almost two and a half, three years ago for Verana. He leads their team in even strength goals this year at five on five. You know, he's got a lot of good uh, underlying numbers. W- what's the difference? Why is Mantha kind of back to being the guy when he was, you know, the regular 25, 28 goal scorer that he was in Detroit? What's changed? I think the biggest thing was he never really got an opportunity out of P- Peter Laviolette. He okay. was on every single starting power play in Detroit. And here they were playing the same guys for almost two minutes of every power play. Uh, if there was four minutes, you might get 30 seconds of ice time. In, in a game where he got 12 minutes, no one was getting ice time. And guys like this, he wasn't a penalty killer. He isn't a penalty, penalty killer. And, he, you know, they, they kind of took him out of the game. I think big guys need their ice time. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, he, he's got a, a different-looking stride to him, but he's one of the faster players on the team. He doesn't look like he's moving his legs that fast, but that's the thing with the big players. This season, they haven't messed with him. They've just let him play the game. Uh, he's one of the best guys at negating the rush. He's excellent at getting his entries. Uh, I don't know what all his other fancy numbers are, but he's starting to shoot more. He's scoring his goals from near the paint. They're, you know, pretty much everything's a high danger goal. And he's just able to play the game. And he gets a little bit more power play time, but that's one of the things that I still don't like about the, what the Caps are doing is kind of intoxicating. When you had the old Ovi uh, ripping one timers and scoring goals, it seemed like on a regular basis from that area, you know, on the, on his off wing. So, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, him getting better ice time, better looks at the line mates. You know, I, I felt like he was a little bit of a punching bag and these guys did a job with keeping his head in it. He leads the team in first goals. I think it's 11 or 12. I believe every single goal is at five on five. Yes. And he's been very dependable. So there's a lot to like about Anthony Mantha, especially that he's six foot five and skates well. Well, that's the key, right? Like I look at Edmonton, like to me, that could be a guy who fills in a slot uh, on their second line. They need a second line guy. And the fact that he doesn't, cause he's not going to get power play time in Edmonton, at least on the first unit, right? So I mean, Edmonton's got to find guys who don't require that PP time. Cause you played with guys like that. Al, some guys need it just to stay in the game, just like some penalty kill need the PK time to stay in the game. It helps you at five on five. But Mantha, you know, if he's on your second unit, sure. But he's been able to produce really good numbers five on five without it. And I think that's what's key for why I think he would be a fit for Edmonton. And I think, honestly, the asking price for Mantha is going to be way lower than Jake Gensel. Well, of course. Gensel's got, you know, he's had some really big seasons. And he's yeah. had a couple, uh, one Stanley Cup. I don't think it's actually two. Yeah. Well, 
Chad, everything about Anthony Mantha, how you, you solve that ice time is you put him out after the pl- power play, immediate a- immediately after. You get him his ice time. Uh, he's not going to be a penalty killer, but if you can give him that ice time, and you can depend on him at late in the game as well, but I think there's, there is a lot of upside, and it's just a matter. You know, the, the, the best coaches in my mind are the guys that communicate, and they make sure they're involving their players every day. And whether it's your eight-minute guys, they've got to understand their role. And one of the things here in D.C., the guys that are on the fourth line, they understand. They're seek and destroy. Uh, they're going to penalty kill. They've got, they've got to manage the puck differently than the other guys. They can't be high risk on offense. And I just think that there, there's a lot of good things uh, about being a, a role player if the coaches communicate with you. And I think Mantha is a guy that if the coaches keep him involved and, and let him know that he's important, he could be a very good weapon, especially in a playoff game, you know, flying down the wing and using that size. Uh, now I want to get to the guys. Edmonton needs to bolster what would be their fourth line here. And I know that these guys can play third line minutes, no question. But uh, Nick Dowd and Beck Malenstein have played together on a line virtually all year long. Al, I was looking. Their defensive zone starts, 211 for Malenstein, 207 for Dowd. Dowd missed a few games. And then their offensive zone starts are 18 and 24. Like these guys play tough minutes. I even looked at puckiq.com on how often they play against the other team's top guys. They're out there. They're actually outscore the other team's top guys despite having a lot of defensive zone starts. Um, let's start with Dowd. And, you know, he's been doing this for a while. He had 13 five on five goals last year. Like I think this guy, I would do what I did with. Bar- what Tampa did with Barkley Goudreau. I would, I would give up a first rounder because I think he's that important to your team because he could even allow Connor McDavid to not have to take every shift against the other team's best guys on home ice and, and free him up for some better matchups. Oh yeah. There's a lot of great things I like about him. He's about six foot two. He skates well. He goes hard all game and, I don't care what you, whether you're making the minimum or the maximum. I want you to earn your paycheck. Whether you're underpaid or overpaid, you've got to earn your paycheck. And Dowd is one of those guys that every game, you know, he blocks shots, he wins faceoffs, he's gritty, uh, and then he and he provides energy inside the offensive zone. He provides energy in the neutral zone. He understands that he has to be a shutdown guy. I think in Edmonton. Uh, there'd be more of a hierarchy where he's going to have to roll if he was there and really, you know, sacrifice some of the offensive opportunities that he goes for sometimes. But he is a guy that a lot of teams covet right now because he does have, you know, an edge to him, maybe a little too much with the referees at time because he leads this team in minor penalties. So that's something that has to calm down in his game. So he's not putting his, you know, he's the best penalty killer pretty much with Malenstein. And he's got to stay on the ice to help the team get those penalty kills. And that would draft, you know, and I know Edmonton's been on a roll with Knobloch as a coach on their PK, but this guy would bolster that and make it legit. Now, what about Beck Malenstein? 6'3", 200 pounds, you know, basically playing side by side. Is is he a product of doubt or is he a guy who kind of carries his own and, you know, they complement one another? Well, last year when Hershey won the Calder Cup in the American Hockey League, when you watched the games and they were on our, our, our air, he was the guy that stood out the most as an NHL player. And he did all, you know, the, the getting the puck out of the D zone, winning the poor battles, getting the puck into the offensive zone, and, you know, killing penalties. He's probably a little too active down there, killing penalties, diving all over the place. They had to control some of that. But I, I honestly think he could play – fourth line on any team he relishes the role Uh, he's an excellent penalty killer there's physical sacrifice uh he he throws big hits and and he's fast he's really fast he's a straight line player and i've seen the players i watch almost every edmonton game 
And over the years, I, I've always thought they need more quickness. They need size on those fourth lines. So like guys that are legit skaters. Mm-hmm. This guy is one of those types of players that I think every team in the league would covet a guy like this. He could fit in very well in the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning. He'd fit in on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He'd really help that roster, the Vancouver Canucks. He, this guy performs every single game, and I don't think he'll ever change his game. If he was 35 years old, he'll still be playing the same way. Alan May joins us, analyst for the uh, Washington Capitals, former NHLer. And Al, like I came, to me, I look at Edmonton, and I'm like, they need both of them, honestly. Like they, they they need to revamp almost their entire fourth line, in my opinion, at this point. And and I just look at you know, the thought of, and you played like just the chemistry factor, right? Like it's hard sometimes. You get traded, takes a while to fit in. So that's why if I'm Edmonton, I get both of them as a package. I'm getting two thirds of a line that's already played together all year. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, that that would be, you know, a dream and in a perfect world, you'd be able to pull that off. And you know, the, the biggest thing with both of these guys, they understand their role. So I don't think there would take time to adapt because they're heat-seeking missiles the way they play. And every game, they just go in straight lines. There's no detours. They play the game tough. They're gritty. Uh, they play with snarl. And I think that's an important thing. And so, so they, that would, you know, if you could pull that off, I think it would have cost you a lot more than a first round draft pick to do that. You'd have to be very creative. Dow's got time on his ticket. Um, you know, in the long run, they're not going to cost you lo- uh, a lot if you extended them. But the, the biggest thing is it would cost you more than that first rounder that Edmonton's going ahead. And it's going to be, you know, somewhere lower in the draft. It's not going to be like a lottery pick like it was at the start of the season. No, no. Um, uh, Al, Al, what about uh, Ovechkin here? Suddenly he's kind of woken up again. Uh, you know, I, I thought eventually he was going to score. Now I didn't expect him to score. You know, as great as he's made, as or I should say, as easy as he's made scoring looks, it's not that easy. And, you know, having him slow down a bit was normal. But what's kind of changed all of a sudden for Ovi uh, here in the last six I, goals and six games? It was about this time last year that his father passed away, and Ovi had 32 goals and 42 games. And he was on pace for around 60 goals, I think just above 60 goals. 
he came back, he finished the year with 10, he missed some games, and he was never quite the same. His back started to bother him. And uh, this season, he, he just seemed like he was off. And he finally got some time away. He, had, he actually went to Dubai for the All-Star break and just got away from everything and everybody. And the first game that he came back, because he wasn't touching the puck very well, he wasn't passing it well, even though he was leading the team in points, they were kind of ice time points. It was an Ovi, and it was sad to see. You could tell that something was missing. He's come back recharged. The last game, he was off in the last game. He still got that beautiful goal. But the other games, he was carrying the puck with authority. Uh, he was shooting with authority. He was playing physical. And he, he was leading by example. And I, I just feel like he needed some time away again. And hopefully his batteries are recharged. He's mentally refreshed. Uh, he's got his head in the right place. And hopefully he can continue to get back closer to who he is because the drop-off was just way too much. Because last year he was burning it up uh, un- until he had to go back home. And he missed those four games. And, and it was just never quite the same. And and I feel for the kid. I lost my dad a few years ago, but I was 20-some years older than Ovi. So, you know, I, I don't know what exactly it was with him, but he's looking a lot more like his true self. Yeah, well, it's good to see. It's a record that obviously I think a lot of people want to see him track down. It would be great to watch. But um, And that's kind of, you know, Caps fans, they're kind of in that retooling phase. You, you sense like, you know, obviously they lost Backstrom prematurely. Kuznetsov now is a, is a way taking care of himself. Um, you know, things aren't looking great really in Washington. You had an unbelievable run, but do you kind of feel like, you know, do, do they have to start the retooling? Or is, is they're just going to wait until Ovi gets the record and then really do it? Well, I, I, they, they can still do it with him on the roster. Okay. And, you know, it, it's tough to play the games. When you see, watch every game, Kuznetsov was not himself. And you could tell that all season long. You could tell that at the end of last season. And, it, it, and then losing Backstrom. And I don't think it was all handled properly last year when he and Tom Wilson came back together. Uh, you know, they were definitely out of sync. They had missed so much hockey with their surgeries. And all of a sudden, you're, you're without two guys that were studs for you and all-stars, uh, big-time players, and they weren't, you know, Kuznetsov just wasn't the same. Uh, Nick, I thought, was skating well, but it wasn't to the standard that he wanted. And so you play that. So now you have to play that game of, you know, what are you going to do with Kuznetsov? Uh, because, he, you know, as I said, with the earning your money, he's owed one more year after this season. Um, I'm not sh- I don't know where he'll be at as far as roster-wise. I'm not sure if Nick Backstrom goes on long-term IR again, but there's going to be a lot of money available, in my opinion. And it's time that you start adding younger players and prospects. And right now with the trade deadline, I think, you know, another week you see where you're at. And, you know, it doesn't look like it's really good for them to make the playoffs, to scratch in. They had, you know, they played four of the top six teams in the National Hockey League in five days. And uh, they played well. They were off, actually awful the first game in Florida. They, they dominated the Boston Bruins. They lost an overtime time game to Vancouver on, a, on a, a horrendous giveaway with four seconds left. Yeah. Uh, and then last game against Colorado, they fought tooth and nail, and they ran out of gas at the end. And so, you know, can they gain any momentum? Can they get, gain any confidence from how they played in the last week? It remains to be seen because they've, they've laid a couple eggs against Montreal, but you know, all of a sudden, you have to be honest. You have to see what your probability is of getting into a wild card spot. And if it's not there, I believe you have a sell-off of your older players that people are coveting. And you try to get dra- not just draft picks, but quality prospects for teams that believe they can win the Cup. But I have zero problem with trading prospects 
if you end up in the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and, and, you know, you, teams do it, and people, you know, they forget about that. I remember Jerome McGinley for Joe Newendike. Well, Joe Newendike got a Stanley Cup with the Dallas Stars. Unfortunately, Jerome never got one, but that, that was the type of play you had to make to get the guy to take your team over the edge. Al, as always, great stuff, man. We really appreciate it. Have yourself an awesome day. Yeah, take care, man. That's uh, Alan May, longtime uh, analyst for the uh, Washington Capitals, of course, uh, from the Edmonton area. So he keeps close tabs on the orders and a uh, really good assessment of the orders' fourth line. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, they don't have the answer right now internally for their fourth line. They got to go out and find it. And I don't think it's just Dowd. I think they need two changes on their fourth line. And if I get Dowd and uh, Malenstein, um, I, I can tell you, I don't think the uh, the asking price for Malenstein will be as high as as Allen said, just based on on history alone. Like, you know, there'd be a package deal in there. Like, you're gonna have to give up a pick to get him, no question. But honestly, he's an RFA. He makes seven hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. He doesn't have the numbers that jump off the page. That an arb- if you filed for arbitration, you get a massive raise, so you don't have to worry about that. Dowd's got another year left at 1.3. We have a lot of texts coming in. Well, Bukestad. Bukestad makes 2.1. Dowd makes 1.3, and Dowd's better defensively overall. Like, I'm sorry, he is. And, you know, he's six foot two. He's got good hands. He's productive more than people think. If you look at the, who he plays against, the minutes he plays, and what his production is, five on five, and he's a penalty killer. Sign me up, man. Honestly, I know there's him. There's there's Carrick. Uh, you know, Sunquist. The problem with Sunquist in St. Louis, though, is you can't win faceoffs. That's his problem. He's having a brutal year this year, but the best he's ever been is forty eight point eight percent. Like you can live with it, but ideally, you'd like someone better as a as a faceoff guy. Dowd's fifty one and a half percent in his career. Sunquist, I think, his career is like forty five. So, and I'm telling you, um, and Anthony Mantha, don't sleep on him either. Right? If if the asking price is too high, I look at Anthony. I think Anthony Mantha. All the names that were mentioned. I think Anthony Mantha could be the one that has the lowest cost and could get you the best value on return. Six foot five. And and the great part is Ken Holland knows him really well from Detroit, so he'll know the personality. He'll know everything. But he's really found his game again in uh, in Washington this year. Let's take a quick break. We'll get to the Econ Man and a Sports 1440 update. Brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. If all of a sudden your furnace conks out tonight, call Legacy. They'll come fix it. No overtime charges. That's how you build a legacy at LegacyHeating.ca. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.